0: Good morning and welcome to West. My name is Andrea Smith and I'm the pastor here. Happy Palm Sunday. We are so glad that you have chosen to worship with us this morning or throughout the week. Uh, It's a special day in the life of the church. It's the day that we remember Jesus riding into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey and it is the Sunday, the day, the Sabbath day that uh, the world began turning upside down very literally because he ushered in a new Kingdom, and that's what we're going to talk about today. If you are new here, we extend a very special and warm welcome to you. We invite you to text the word welcome to the number that you see on the screen, and just let us know that you're worshiping with us. We have a gift that we'd like to send you, and then at your convenience, you can choose how much uh, communication that you would like to receive from West. We have been vaccinated, so we're all really excited about that, and I have two very special people with me. Lindsay, could you hold the rope? I have Lindsay and Josh with me this morning. And for the past, like, oh, I don't know, I guess, what, five weeks, because we're in the middle of the season of Lent, for the past five weeks, we've been talking about revamping our bios and trying to, like, figure out you know how we become our best version of ourselves and you know what we need to do to change to be different and this morning we are going to end that message series I mean we're going to you know, of course, celebrate Easter, but this is the last Sunday that we're going to be talking about how we change how we view things. And, you know, one of the things that we need to change how we view, one of the major things, is how we view the crucifixion. And so people call this Palm Passion Sunday, actually. And so we start with the celebration of Jesus riding into Jerusalem on the donkey, and then we end with the passion, uh, the passion narrative when Jesus is on the cross. Now, this morning... I'm tying up Josh and Lindsay, and luckily, because they respect me as their boss, like, they're not going to bolt, so this is not exact, exactly foolproof. Like, I would never be a good criminal, because I think if they wanted to bust out of this, they probably could, plus I don't want to hurt them, but I am holding them ransom. So if you love Josh and Lindsay, we invite you to like give an inordinate amount of money to West so that, you know, they can become free. Ransom, it's a very, very real concept and understanding of the cross and of the crucifixion. It actually is why we have misunderstood The crucifixion for so long. There's this thing called the substitutionary theory of atonement. And it was made popular after the Reformation. And and we act like it's dogma. We act like it is the most important thing, the most important understanding that we have about our faith and about the crucifixion. And if that is true, like if we hold on to that theory as being the theory, then the whole life of Jesus, all of his teachings and his healings and his ministry, They could be summed up in like his last week of life or, frankly, the last few hours of his life and death. His life, Jesus' life, is so much more than that. And it offers us so much more. It is not about ransom. It is about transformation, and so the good news is you don't really need to text in money to get Josh and Lindsay, you know, free from this very loose captivity that I have put them in, but I want us to really change our understanding of the crucifixion today. That would be my hope as we worship together. So if you got a little wooden cross in the mail, I invite you to get that. Get a piece of paper and a pencil. Grab some bread and some juice. We are going to celebrate the sacrament of Holy Communion just like he would have with his disciples, or just like he did with his disciples that evening in the upper room. And we are going to get ready for Holy Week and Easter. I invite you to look and listen to this song. Thank you so much for your help. <laughs> so today I want us to really do some final thoughts about our own revamping. The things that we need to do, the things that we need to confess, the things that we need to let go of so we can be whole and at one with God that's been the whole point of this message series and and today Our culmination of that is going to come in our thinking about ourselves in light of the cross. And like you saw earlier when I was tying Josh and Lindsay up, I want us to have a much bigger and broader understanding of the cross. You know, in the Hebrew scriptures, the ancient Hebrew scriptures, there was this idea and it carried over into our New Testament gospels. And then Jesus, he changed this whole understanding. He changed it all, especially when he he rode into Jerusalem that day and and those days that led up to his crucifixion on the end of that week. Uh, Jesus turned their understanding of a ransom system he turned it upside down. He changed everything. The people up until this point felt like they had to offer some kind of ransom, some kind of payment so that God would love them, so that they would not be punished. So they would punish, you know, not themselves, but they would punish, they would sacrifice animals, and they would bring their animal sacrifices to the altar and to the temple. In fact, that's actually why Jesus was turning over the tables, in the temple and the time in scripture we one of the times we see him become so angry the people were charging too much for the animals and the sacrifices and they were taking advantage of the people because the people really believed that in order to be in love with God in order to be loved by God they had to take an animal to be sacrificed and so then at the end when Jesus offers himself up for death we We substitute Jesus as that sacrifice. And that's what Anselm's theory of atonement is. It is a rebutative theory of atonement. It is about uh, justification and revenge and offering that sacrifice, offering Jesus and his blood for us so that we don't have to, you know, be killed and we don't have to keep offering animals to be killed to be loved by God. Jesus bore all of our sin. He bore all of our shame. And in fact, if you look through the hymnal, you'll see there's so many hymns about Jesus's blood shed for us to forgive us of our sins. And it ends up that we have this like, thankful relationship with Jesus. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for your blood saving me. And whereas, you know, that that isn't entirely wrong. That is one understanding. What if I told you that that is this much of our faith and, and there's so much more to faith and there's so much more to the cross. So what I would like for you to do is every time you look at a measuring cup from now on or every time you get on the bathroom scale scales from now on, I want it to trigger in your mind thinking about the cross, the crucifixion, and the resurrection. I want us to understand that it is not about measuring out what we do right and what we do wrong. It is not about some kind of payment, our weight of our sin, and, and that's you know, given up to God in, in terms of Jesus and his blood and his sacrifice. It is about reconciliation and restoration, It is about restoration and transformation. That is the whole purpose of the cross. Like I said earlier, uh, you know, if we're not careful, we take away all the power and the meaning of Jesus's life when we only focus on those last few days of that final week and we only focus on his death. We make it more of a, a thank you Jesus instead of a transformational Jesus. We aren't called and we aren't created to just be bystanders of faith, to look at what he did and and how he lived and then be like, oh, wow, okay, that's really nice. And then he went and he did it all. He sacrificed himself completely for us so that we don't have to. Actually, what Jesus did is he freely chose to give this total revelation of love By sacrificing himself and being selfless. And that's where the transformation comes in. That's what the cross is all about. This selflessness, this denial to our own needs and our own egos and our own pride. And to just say, God, here I am. That is where the transformation comes from. You know, Jesus never punished anyone think about it for just a second. There were some pretty, you know, like, icky people that encountered Jesus. They had, not icky people, but people with icky past. The woman who had had five different husbands or lovers, and, and she came to him. The people, the man who was consumed with demons, and he came to Jesus. The rich ruler they came to Jesus and said, "You know, how do I how do I follow you?" And he wasn't even willing to do what Jesus said, the tax collectors, the sinners. They all came to Jesus and Jesus never punished anyone. Even the thief hanging beside him on the cross, he didn't punish him, he offered him, hey, today, today you're going to be with me in paradise. Jesus didn't punish anyone, but he challenged everyone. And he challenged us, he challenges us to be insightful and humble and to be transformed. That's what the cross is all all about. And we read that in the Gospel of John. So I'd invite us to look at this scripture one more time, this Lenten series. This is how much God loved the world. God gave his son, his one and only son. And this is why, so that no one need be destroyed by believing in him. But by believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God did not go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. God came to help, to put the world right again. This morning, what does a right world look like for you? That's been the whole point of this message series. For us to look at ourselves and to revamp ourselves so that we can live a life that is full of peace and joy. So that everything, we can have this lasting life that is whole and complete. This morning, I invite you to take a piece of paper and pen And in just a second, I want you to write down on that paper, what is it that you need to give up? What is it that you need to give up to God to relinquish, to surrender? Something that you've been holding on to? What is it about you that needs to be transformed so that you can be whole? And so that you can live into this eternal joy and presence of Jesus. Jesus' life was so much more than just about the blood shed for us to save us from our sins. Jesus' death was not about punishment or his punishment so that we don't have to suffer that kind of punishment from God. Jesus' death was about restoration and transformation and new life. What do you need to have transformed today? I'd invite you in the stillness of these moments to write those words on a piece of paper. If you got a little wooden cross in the mail, I'd invite you to grab that. It's made of olive wood, which is the wood that is found predominantly in the Holy Land. It's also uh, the wood we believe that Jesus would have been crucified on. I want you to take the thing that you need to have transformed. The thing that you need to surrender. For me... It is fear. I'm so afraid of so many things. I'm afraid of rejection. I'm afraid of uh, not being enough. Sometimes my fears consume me. And sometimes my fears get in the way of me being who God has created me to be. And I know that if there's something that needs to be transformed in me, it is the fact that I am so afraid. I invite you to take your thing that needs to be transformed. And if you have the opportunity at your home or wherever you are right now, I really do invite you to go grab a a nail and a hammer and nail it into a tree or a piece of wood somewhere. There is some power in that nailing. But if you don't have access to those things, I invite you just to take the thing that needs to be transformed and to wrap it around the cross. And then next Sunday, we're going to unwrap it and we're going to celebrate the power that comes in the resurrection. So I invite you to do this today. I invite you to Prayerfully reflect on these things as we listen to the next song. And as you listen to the next song, I invite you to also go get some bread and some juice. And we're going to end our time today with communion. Jesus was gathered together in the upper room with his friends. And he knew what was getting ready to happen. And so he took a traditional meal, the meal of the Passover, and he gave it new meaning. Just like he invites us to have new meaning. And you know, the gift, the sacrament of communion is so beautiful and so powerful, especially on this Palm Passion Sunday, because we are understanding That it isn't about, you know, our sins being lumped on Jesus that makes us worthy. We are worthy because we have a God of infinite love and grace that loves us every step of the way, regardless of the stuff that we have in our lives that that gets in the way. God loves us anyway because that's who God is. God is infinite love and the cross it isn't about punishment it isn't about revenge it isn't about retribution it is a, a freely chosen revelation of total selfless love and in that selfless love jesus said take and eat This is my body, which is broken for you. And every time you eat of this, I want you to do it. And I want you to do it in remembrance of me. And Jesus didn't want them to just remember him as a person. He wanted them to remember how he lived and how he loved so selflessly. And then he took the cup. He gave thanks to God. He asked God for forgiveness of Their sin and the things that got in the way of them being absolute recipients and walking in that perfect love. And then he said, drink of this, all of you. This is my blood shed for you. And this is a new covenant, one that is not written in the books, but one that is written in your hearts. And every time you drink of this, I want you to remember me. So I invite you in just a second to take your bread, eat it and then drink of your juice. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, will you pour your spirit over this bread and this cup, make it be for us your body and your blood shed for us, so that the things that we hold on to, God, can be laid at the cross. And we can understand that in that just perfect, selfless gift of total and complete love, the things that need to be transformed in us can be transformed when we give them to you. We offer ourselves to you today until we are united with all those in your heavenly kingdom. Forgive us of the times that we fall short of being the people you have created us to be. In Christ's perfect love we pray. Amen. Over the next six days, we will walk through the final week of Jesus' life. We'll look at some of the things that he said and actions that he took. On Thursday, we'll remember the meal and the way that he washed their feet before. On Friday, we will think about and remember the crucifixion. On Saturday, we will remember that it is a day of darkness, a day of nothingness. And we will remember that sometimes in our lives, in those times of nothingness, that's when the most beautiful things are born. And then on Sunday, at a sunrise service that we invite you to, and then an Easter service here online or in person, we will celebrate the power and the joy of the resurrection. Happy Holy Week, and thank you for worshiping with us today.